It's my birthday still. Mm-hmm. And for my birthday, I'm going to start with an unpopular opinion, which <laughs> may or may not be an unpopular opinion. But I figured something out yesterday, and it was important for me to talk about it. I figured out why Andrew Tate and I would never be buddies. Mm-hmm. Because Andrew Tate has way too much value on his own life and way too little value on women's lives. He talks about, oh, I lead my wife. Because he's married. Most people don't know this, but he is married. Wow. And his wife is off the scenes, and that's by, her, I think, her choice, I would hope. <laughs> um, But I've, I've, I don't like chauvinism. Look, there is a difference between chivalry and chauvinism, right? Mm. And it's like, I'm chival- I'm a chivalry person. Like, I like to open the door for you. I like to get you treats, especially when you don't ask for them, right? Mm-hmm. When you don't ask for it, I'm like, boom, hey, grab this. Hey, grab that. Hey, even if it's little things. And those little things matter. I don't see that in his oh, personality. God, no. No. I don't see that in him as a person. I don't see him looking at. And that's the thing is, I think, that, again, it's the pendulum swing, right? With the, you know, the men going their own way and all of this. It's like, it's the pendulum swing. Like, you can think that you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, but there is nobody that can't be replaced. I can be replaced. I absolutely know I can be replaced. So it's like, so I try to to stay humble and I try to stay the best person that I can, you know? And it's like, and I sometimes succeed at it and I sometimes fail at it. But as long as I hopefully succeed at it more than I fail at it, you know, you won't be looking in other yards to see how green the grass is type <laughs> situation. And it's like, and same thing, right? It's, it's, Who's going to who's going to love me and take care of me more more than you. Right. And that's that's the way. (laughs) So that's that's the you know, and 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 it's like that's the way we all look at that. Like I I do everything that I can for Amy and Amy's out there on the road for me and not hating me because I can't be on the road right now. You know, she's doing what she can and she's learning and there's a lot of mistakes that she makes but that's just that's part of it but i don't hate amy because of it and i don't treat her like a lesser person because of it i don't treat you like a lesser person because of your gender and i realize that that's what it is and it's like but when i look at jordan peterson and honestly all you got to do is if you google image jordan peterson you will know who he is um but jordan peterson is one of those that i i respect him in a lot of ways because he is one of those people who said hey you know what if you want to be offended by something I say, then guess what? Be offended. Oh, my gosh. You know, oh, if, if I, what, something I say makes you uncomfortable, he's the guy who when the, the lady was interviewing him and, and he's, he's like, you know, well, you say things that make people uncomfortable. So what? He's like, this conversation. Oh, that's him? Yeah. That doesn't look what? Yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. He went to an all carnivore diet. He pretty much only eats steak um, with a little bit of salt and drinks water. That's all he's doing right now. But he, I guess, had some major health issues and his daughter had cancer and they switched over to steak and cured it. So I was like, OK, good on you, buddy. You know, I, I can't do just steak. You know, I mean, if it was life or death for me, I guess I could. But, you know, I, I can't. But but he's his view is more because he's a husband, because he's a father. His view is different. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the view that more people need to get to. And that's. That's what it is, because Andrew Tate's like, ah, oh, look at me, I'm machismo, I'm alpha, I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, no, you're not. You're and even then, I don't understand. You're why are you showing off to other men? Yeah, that's, it's <laughs> it's that's what it comes down to is that it's not he's not doing it. 
because this is how he feels. He's doing it because it's getting a reaction out of people mm-hmm. and he's enjoying that. Yeah. He is a narcissist. Everything about him screams narcissist and I hate him so much. It's one of those things that I've just... Anybody that like people say it all the time where like they they're they're just vibing. They're in a relationship with their their boyfriend. Everything's great. And then they'll like discover Andrew Tate in the middle of their relationship and they completely change and they stop, you know, Mm -hmm. caring about their girlfriend. And they sit there and start saying the crazy things that Andrew Tate does say where he's basically like, oh, no, your your place is at home and you belong you know in the kitchen and taking care of the kids and doing all those other things, which is like we talk about it all the time about how there's an in between that there are households that 100 percent do work where the dad is the stay-at-home dad and the mom is out there being the breadwinner and there are places that 100 percent do work where they're both working and they're both working their butts off and the kids are still perfectly happy because they're giving them lives that they want and Mm -hmm. like there's there's literally there's two sides to every coin and when it comes to how you know households work there are two more than two sides yeah (laughs) and he just cannot he refuses he talks about how women are only ever out to get money from you and blah 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 you need to focus on you know building up your goal there's no time for women and da 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 it's it's just purely bashing on women and i cannot stand hearing anything that comes out of his mouth every once in a while he'll say something that makes some level of sense it's a little bit coherent but for the most part 90 percent of the things that he says are just bashing on women Mm -hmm. and i don't understand how anybody could because what he's going after aren't women what he's going after, what what he's looking at, and what hangs around him are trophies, right? They're women who only care about their looks, have nothing else of substance in their minds and everything else, and are are fake and are Instagrammers and just like, you know, um, there was a video of like, I think it was a Swedish supermodel who mm-hmm. was trying to pick up on him and he just had nothing to do with it. And they're like, yeah, see, because they're just physical like there's no personality there's nothing else behind it like i enjoy that most people look at me and they go god you're an a-hole and it's like yep and like what and because i protect those around me and don't care about my own life at the end of the day it's like hmm. it's like i love a i'm i'm a big protective dog right i will die barking at somebody to keep them to keep the you know my family safe and i love belly rubs and i you know and just those simple little things he is just we will never connect we would never be friends ever and it's like and i'm good with that i'm absolutely good with that because i don't show off to other guys how guy-y i am yeah when i see guys doing that i'm like okay so you're insecure (laughs) and it's like but i sit there i'm like it's cool and and people were getting on it because uh, Greta Thunberg and uh, Thunberg and him had like some beef, and people were but like, "She's a child. Why? She is not a child. That is exactly what I was going to say. She's twenty. She's an adult. What? She is an adult. Look it up. She's twenty years old. She is not a kid. So that's okay. That is what. So it's just what the media still pushing absolutely. They're to still putting. Oh my gosh! Look at this." Grown a you know ass uh, male chauvinist pig picking on this poor autistic girl and this little girl and it's like she's twenty she's an adult 
she is not she is not autistic. She has Asperger's. And guess what? Asperger's is pretty fully functional. It just means you're somewhere in the spectrum. And I've seen her talk and, and walk. And guess what? We've had dis- I've had discussions with people with Asperger's and arguments with people with Asperger's. And I know that people with Asperger's get limited and they get focused in on something. And that's it. It is their shiny little toy that they get stuck on. And she got stuck on him. And, you know, he went off back. And it's like, but at the same time, dude, what what clout was there in swinging on her? What clout was it? I'm just tired of media. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Yeah. No, those no. are two sides of a coin that should never have crossed. Right. That's, those are two separate coins. They're not even the same kind of coin. What right. We... If she's so much for the environment, what what is she? Why did she stop to talk to him? What was what she she get a crush? Because that's all I, I can think. I just literally don't understand. Why would they? There's literally no reason for them to interact. Right. They're in two different worlds, completely different worlds, in completely different ways. So, you know. But anyways, with that said. Welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where we talk about everything stupid, which means we talk about everything because everything's stupid. (laughs) I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And it is my birthday. It is June 20th, and we are going to talk about some relationship advice on my birthday, which means I can't be wrong. (laughs) So I'm just letting you know, when I say kill her or him, that's that's the final word. So there you go. Okay. Um... We're going to start with an Am I the A-Hole? And it is titled, Am I the A-Hole for leaving my surprise wedding because I felt blindsided? Say that again. Am I the A-Hole for leaving my surprise wedding because I felt blindsided? I I heard it right. No. <laughs> there's There's things you don't surprise people with. <laughs> This is one of them. That and surprise, this is your son, Dale. You know? So, last week, I, 30 female, was invited to a supposedly fancy party by my longtime boyfriend, Mark, 32 male. We had been dating for five years, and while we had discussed marriage before, there were no immediate plans for a wedding. Excited about the event, I dressed up in my best attire and arrived at the designated venue. As I entered the Grand Hall, I was completely taken aback to see all of our family, friends, and acquaintances gathered eagerly waiting. It turns out Mark had orchestrated an elaborate surprise wedding for us without my knowledge. Everyone erupted into applause as I stood there, shocked and overwhelmed. I just felt a mixture of emotions. While I love Mark and had dreamed of our future together, the idea of getting married without any prior discussion or consent felt like a breach of trust. Right. So, I pulled Mark aside and tried to express my concerns and reservations about the surprise wedding. I explained that I wanted a say in the planning process to be a part of the decision making and to have the chance to prepare mentally and emotionally for such a significant milestone in our lives. However, Mark dismissed my concerns, saying that he thought it would be a romantic gesture and that I would be thrilled. In that moment, I faced a difficult choice. Go along with the surprise wedding, putting on a smile despite feeling unsettled, or stand up for my uh, stand up for my autonomy and voice my true feelings. I ultimately made the decision to not proceed with the surprise wedding, much to the disappointment Good. and confusion of our guests. Yeah, now, bet. I find myself at odds with Mark, our families, and even more of our friends who believe I overreacted and spoiled the beautiful moment. <laughs> However, I firmly believe that a marriage should be a joint decision with open communication and shared expectations. Everyone's excuse is... 
for this is I have always talked about marrying Mark. And again, the problem isn't marrying him. The problem is not having any say in my wedding. Mark thought I'd appreciate it because I always spoke about how stressful planning a wedding must be. Yes, I think it's stressful. It is. But I'd like, I still like planning one. After this whole ordeal, everyone asked if Mark and I were ending things, in which I replied no. I emphasized towards them and Mark. I still wanted to marry him and most feel like this is making me more of an a-hole since I just wasted a perfectly fine wedding. So, am I the a-hole for refusing to attend my own surprise wedding, even though it was intended as a romantic gesture? And then they didn't edit to add, I previously omitted this from my post because of the subreddit's word count guidelines. I love surprises. It's a thing everyone has known me to love. Mark, knowing that fact, the fact I wanted to marry him and said wedding planning was stressful, thought a surprise wedding would be perfect. A surprise engagement is bland because it will always be a surprise, but not a wedding, lol. He threw his wedding, quote unquote, for the surprise, but explained how in a couple days we could do a courthouse wedding to make it legal, that this was his only way to surprise me. I love spontaneity, but legal marriage or not, I wanted to say... I wanted to say in my wedding to choose the perfect date to choose my bridesmaids to pick out my cake again due to these thoughts everyone thinks I'm an a-hole because I could have just went along with the party and do and do a redo legal wedding but again I felt blindsided and confused so I just left Mark I'm gonna talk to you buddy (laughs) what the hell were you thinking you dumb son of a bitch I have said it before on this podcast. I will say it until the cows come home that a wedding is the one day where pure selfishness is allowed. Mm -hmm. And you took that from her. Look, men will never be as excited about getting married as women there. I mean, that is a hard thing to say, but it is the truth. Women live for weddings. Women, most women Think about their weddings and want to be involved. They know what colors they want. They know what things they want to have. They know what music they want to play. They know what everything was. With Amy, I was like, hey, you tell me what you want in our wedding. Because she'd already had a wedding before me. Mm -hmm. Right? And I was like, whatever you want, you know, you you step in. And she's like, you know what she wanted? She wanted me to handle it. She wanted, she knew the things, the few things that she wanted. I made sure she got them. I was a good fiance about that. But... A surprise wedding? Yeah, I've that that look. That's <laughs> that is that is that's worse than a surprise child notification. That's surprise cancer. Hey, you're in stage four. <laughs> you know yeah. that is you. You took what she's been waiting five years with you, and you took that five years and threw it out the window yep. because you wanted. To, oh man, this one day. No man, no. Unless unless she sat there, Mark, and said, hey, you know, I know someday we're going to get married. And when it comes time for us to get married, I really want to have nothing to do with it. Then, Mark, that would have been your green light right there. Mm-hmm. Can we stop calling him Mark and start calling him Gaston? Seriously. Because <laughs> that's all that I can think of right now. Like, right? who just, yeah. hey, surprise, we're getting married. Don't you love this? <laughs> like, no, I didn't want no this. No one failed like Gaston, <laughs> made her bail like Gaston, right? Seriously. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, buddy. You, 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 you need to, you, right now, you need to come to her defense and say, you know what? That was wrong. I was wrong. I was so wrong Please, you know, tell everybody else I screwed up. I'm sorry. I everybody came out. I hope nobody had to fly. 
I really do. I hope I hope you both your families are just kind of right around in that nice little driving for a couple hours radius. But dude, you messed up. Not only not only OP are you not the a hole, but Mark Ston here <laughs> needs to <laughs> needs to step up and get it that he literally tried to get rid of what is easily one of the most important days of your life and and what then you then after that the uh, the options just to go to the courthouse <sighs> no you aren't op is not the a-hole mark and everybody who's bagging on op you guys are absolutely mm-hmm. like you should understand i wanted to plan my wedding what woman Stood by him in that decision that's been through a wedding. That's just mm. anyway. Okay, my my. St- what what do you got to add? Go ahead. The, uh, just the same, literally the exact same thing as you. I do not understand that as as a woman who literally has gotten to the point now where it's like I if I ever get married, it's going to be everything that i want it to be i don't care i hate seeing all these like all oh, bridezilla things because it's like no it is literally your day it is the couple's day to celebrate it and everyone already knows mm-hmm. that the soon-to-be wife is going to be so much more excited about it than the soon-to-be husband yeah. they're more so stressed about wanting to make sure that their soon-to-be wife is going to be happy about it because it's it, it you hope you only get it once as far as you're aware mm-hmm. at the time you only get it once so i i could not imagine just being surprised with something like that i would be so livid like she i feel like she handled it a lot better than i would have because she's like oh yeah i just need you to understand that i don't really want that i want to be able to do that no i would have been absolutely angry uh, yeah i would have cried i would have made a whole scene and i would have left <laughs> without any any understanding or listening to anybody else's side on it. There wouldn't have been a other side that I need to hear out. Uh, uh-uh. There's no world mm-hmm. where I want something like that just sprung on me because at that point, like who, who's to say if, if that is already such a big decision in your life, who's to say he's not going to do it with something else. Oh, Hey, I know that you want to move in together. Surprise. Just mm-hmm. bought us a house. Oh, Hey man, you know that car we were talking about getting rid of the old car. I just got rid of it and got us a new one. Oh, you said you wanted, you, you wanted to be able to have a decision on the make and right? model of the car, but you said you liked this brand. So I just got, well, you know, this one because I figured you'd like it. I figured you'd be appreciative of it. I thought you've been talking about it. So I thought that you would have been more, more happy that I did this for you. Cause that's, that's the next step that is literally, it, it, this is a wedding. This is not just right. some little thing. It's not like he was I like, didn't oh, even hey, do that with your I car. Got- I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to surprise you with the car, but I knew exactly what car you wanted. Your make model. You told me everything. And then I stepped it up a model <laughs> and it was like, you know, and you weren't expecting it until I said, no, we're coming back home with your car. Right. I was like, Hey, yes. this is your car. And it's like, but, but holy crap. Yeah. Just, um, why? Like, I get mad if somebody decides my dinner for me, you know, it's like, that's why I think about that with like, you know, long-term care of the old folks homes, you know, where they go to die. The fact that you eat what they make for that night, like that bugs, that's, that's the biggest thing that bugs me about being in a long-term care facility, much less the thought of surprise, we're getting married and the end of the day you're getting married that you don't spring that. It's just, it's not a spring. It's like all these guys that you watch when they go to propose to a girl at a, at a ball game, 
and mm-hmm. you tell the girl is like no right type situation like it's not that she doesn't love you it's not that your wife girlfriend fiance doesn't want to marry you it's that you did it wrong and yeah he needs to take ownership on that one anyway what's next this one is titled my 34 female boyfriend 35 male of six years has photos of my sister 27 female on his phone Uh My boyfriend asked me to help him with something on his phone. Support asked me to send a screenshot of the error message he was getting. When I went into his gallery to attach the screenshot, I saw that he had screenshots of my sister from her social media page. So, to be fair, these are photos that anyone has access to. But that's also kind of the issue. Why would you need to screenshot these photos if you can look at them anytime you want? I'm not dumb. I know why he has them. And I am beyond grossed out. Additional information. We have been together almost seven years and we live together. My sister is 27 and is my best friend. She has spent the night at our house. My boyfriend and I have spent the night at her house. He has been to all of our family events. He is family. Also, my boyfriend sucks with technology. I'm constantly helping him reset passwords, place and return orders, etc., etc. I have found tons of porn and porn searches on his phone and I have told him numerous times, I don't care what you look at, but it shouldn't be this easy for me to find it. I have told him about private browsing. To clarify, I have never looked through his phone. Anything I have found is literally because he asked me to help, and in helping, it was right there in front of me. When I found the pictures, I tried to just finish what I was helping him with. I ended up just being so upset and my hands were shaking that I threw the phone in his lap and told him he's going to have to figure it out himself because I saw the pics of my sister. He instantly knew he was in trouble, and the first thing he said was, Well, I know you're going to be mad at me tonight and probably tomorrow too. I went into my bedroom and shut the door. As he tends to do, he came in 20 minutes later and asked if I wanted to talk. I told him that there's no reason for him to have them saved on his phone, and it is always going to be weird to have him around when she's there, and that I feel grossed out. He first accused me of looking through his phone, which I quickly corrected. Then he said, Guys are just different, with no further explanation, at the, and the rest was just, I don't know what to say, and telling me he was going to give me space. At one point, he asked if I was going to leave him, but I don't think he let me answer, or he started saying something else. Either way, it didn't get answered i don't know if this is a relationship deal breaker or if this is just something to have a conversation about how do i not feel weird about him interacting with my sister now it also sucks because my sister is the person i would normally go to with this information but i just can't tell her this yeah huh well okay so first off you can still go to your sister it's not her fault that he has these pictures so like, the only reason you could say that, no, I, I don't want to go to my sister would be if you thought she was going to reciprocate this with him. Well, I, I feel like it's more so if she does, like, stay with him or she's trying to figure out how she feels about it first. She doesn't want to go to her sister to have her push towards, like, that's nasty. Why would he do that to me? Blah, 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 blah. Like, trying to save her, Yeah, I and guess. That's, and that's fair. And I, and I can accept that. I just, I'm looking at things and I'm going, okay. Guys, we'll have pictures of hot chicks on our stuff, and we have zero reason to pursue it. But I don't have pictures of naked ex-girlfriends on my stuff, right? Because I could. I don't. Every every single girl that I've ever broken up with, like, that's kind of one of the first things that happens is get rid of all of the things related to that girl. Like, I don't have pictures of any of my ex-girlfriends before Amy. Um, you guys found one of Jen and that was, you know, I was like, oh, I thought they were all gone. And that was Jen. You know, that wasn't like uh, uh, that wasn't like it was like, you know, 
Kelly or Shay or anybody else, right? And it's like, no, no, I. But I, I have pictures of hot women that I won't, that I never meet, that I never have intentions or thoughts of. You have like Tom Hiddleston and things like that that you guys go nuts for, and I don't care because you're not going to get in a relationship with him. Well, yeah, we also you have know? one our one rule thing, a one yeah. person thing. Oh, I, ours yeah. is Tom Hiddleston, yours is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and what's what's the Firefly guy for Amy? Oh, yeah, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, for so Amy. it's like we all have that, but so. that's that's what's normal. That's normal mm-hmm. is people that you're never going to meet, not people that you interact with on a very regular basis. Right. If I ever that's, meet Nathan Fillion, I'm not going to be like, hey, you're my wife's uh, list. You know, I'm not going to do that yeah, but stuff. even then, it's like, the difference is like if I was having having some kind of crush on your family member, that's, and, that's and then exactly you find me with stuff how, on how my weird phone. Weird would that be yeah. if I was like, "Hey, you know your mom," Ugh. like you know, <laughs> kind of my thing, kind of there. You know, it's like no, you you look, you get in a relationship with somebody, and the rest of that stuff becomes off limits. I wouldn't have pictures of. I would not only not have pictures of like your family members, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have pictures of your exes or anything yeah, like that. It's just, even. There's, so <sighs> it's like the things that people have, it's like there's, there's lines and you know what? He's not going to sit there and say, yeah, the only reason that, you know, I have pictures of her cause no, 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 no. There's a fantasy at play there. hundred percent. There's a fantasy at play there. Well, yeah, because that's he's not even trying to deny it. Right. He's, he's just trying to make the excuse of like, well, guys are just different. No, we're not. Which is, again, first of all, it's a lame excuse. And as much as Reddit is not the best place to go for advice, it is the Mm -hmm. fastest way to learn that the way somebody is telling you that everybody acts that way doesn't act that way. That is not how guys act. That is not just how they are. Yes, there are plenty of people on this planet that have sister, you know, oh, my wife's sister, this fantasies. And that's perfectly fine. They don't pursue them, right. though, unless Incest they're fantasy horrible. is completely different from, you know, anything else. Look, it's there's people who look at like, OK, like you like Miku, right? Mm-hmm. There's people that have like full on obsessions with Miku. Oh, yeah. And, and it weirds like, me out because people and it's created a world where people look at her and think that like if somebody likes her, then that's all that there there is there, mm-hmm. which is the problem with that, because it's not. I genuinely enjoy her as a as a vocal and I enjoy her music. I enjoy all of that. And then there are people that enjoy her more than that. And I feel like there's a line there where it's like he could be, you know, into your sister without ever pursuing it in any way, shape, or form. Right. And if there's something there in him that he feels the need to save photos, and obviously you already know what he's doing when he has them, <laughs> then there is a problem that yep. needs to be solved by it. For me, I just it would be a deal breaker. I could not imagine myself being in a relationship with somebody and not because like if it, it would have been different if it was like a joke. And mm-hmm. it probably would have been like one of those funny things. It's like I can understand that. Like, oh man, haha, that's funny. Your sister, your sister's cute. But like, haha, yeah, she's off limits though. It's my sister. Like, it, I've seen people that make those right. jokes and they're not weird. But to for it to be hidden, but again, not really hidden. It was just that he no shame in it, kind of. Which, well, you're gonna be mad at me tonight and tomorrow probably. Yeah, like, like, like he put he put that back to you like that was an unreasonable thing. Yeah, you're just so you guys you don't see it, but her puppy every single time she starts talking just starts wagging her tail. Like, is this going to be where she pays attention to me? So, but uh, you know, no, you, you okay? You have pictures. Like, you have pictures of your kids on your phone. Okay, cool. But 
we knew somebody that we didn't understand why he had pictures of other people's kids on his phone. Like that was just creep. Like his kids weren't even in the picture. So it wasn't like it was his son with these other kids. Right. And you remember the, the one, the creepy kid that used to come around our house. And when his dad came around our house, you know, I'm like, I don't like this guy. There's, I feel absolutely weird. This guy is, mm-hmm. there's something very creepy about this guy and turned out I was right. Yep. Yeah. No, he's in jail. I looked. Oh. He's in jail right now. And guess why? Lewd and lascivious. So, yeah. It's like I I do that every now and then. I look back because I want to see if, if, if I was wrong about somebody or anything like that. This guy was creepy around all of you. And it was like, and then went and looked it up. And sure enough. Oh, yeah. Your daughter can come over and spend the night with my son. No, she cannot. <laughs> like, I, you're a single dad and you want to spend the night with my. You, no, no, there's no world where I find that ends in anything other than you in a body bag, you know? So that's just, oh, that's. Man, <laughs> your your relationship is bad. You're you, it's not going to I if I was to sit there where I'm at right now, unless there's like an update that he became empathetic and realized that it was wrong to have it on there rather than just shooing it off because he didn't even deny why he's got it on there. Yeah. You know, look, men, we work we work three ways, right? We work way one. I'll fantasize about her because I'm never going to meet her and it's going to be a completely fantastic fantastical situation right i'm on an island alone with scarlett johansson and we have no idea if there's ever going to be any rescue or anything we have to survive on our own oh right okay there's the fantasy there there's you know fantasy laden from reality which is the you know her your situation right there and then there's a fantasy of of what we're going to pursue and how we're going to pursue things right and it's like, and right there, he's in that. It's your sister. Oh, man. She's got a thing for your sister. But, you know, I mean, it's your sister. But that is that falls in the line of, I'm just kidding about putting it in your butt. Unless, like, if he, he if, if you want to find out, if you honestly want to find out, and we've had other people, we've read their stories where, and seen it. You want to find out? Have your sister text him. Guarantee you, you're about to find out something that you, is going to end with you not having this relationship. So that sucks. What's next? This one is titled, Am I the a-hole for not wanting to talk to my dad, even though he got mental help and then making him cry for telling the truth on his birthday? Oh, you have to read this one because that's there's too many. Yeah. My dad used to be abusive. It got so bad that my mom and he lost custody of us. After that, my grandparents adopted all five of us, and my mom left my dad after getting an ultimatum from my grandparents, and life kind of just went on. Fast forward to today, 13 years later, I am 25, and I'm disappointed to say that my grandparents died and my mom went back to my dad. All of my siblings also reconnected with him and say he changed completely, although most are not close to him. From what I heard, after losing his family, he finally got mental help and was diagnosed with severe PTSD. He is is an army vet and bipolar disorder. 
He spent the better part of a decade getting professional help and looks like it worked. Now my brother and mom are guilt tripping me into talking to him. They constantly tell me how he was mentally unwell and to give him a second chance since he misses me and wants to make things right. But I really don't want to. I'm glad everybody's happy, but I just don't want to put myself through all of that. I have lived 13 years without him and don't want to have any contact with him ever again. I live on my own, so they can't do anything about it, really. They are basically saying that he wants to be absolved of his past and... Uh, by not wanting to talk to him and living in the past, I am making an old man's life miserable because his sins are following him. They keep saying he just wants to hear my voice. I still am not budging because I feel like he gave away that right a long time ago. Recently, it was my dad's 70th birthday and they invited me. I said no, but apparently they made up some convoluted story that I was on vacation abroad and sent a photo of me and my boyfriend with a text saying, happy 70th birthday, dad. Love, love, uh, Akron 98. What is that? Okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, to my dad. Probably apparently apparently he loved it and started brainstorming ideas where to meet me and talk after I get back from my trip. My sister was present and texted me what had happened. I got so mad that I called my brother, told him to put me on speaker, and told everyone at the birthday that I didn't send that message and don't want to have anything to do with my father and then hung up. I got missed calls from my brother and later and a later text calling me heartless and asking me if I am proud of myself for making a 70-year-old man cry on his birthday. I also called he also called me vindictive and childish for living in the past. I said what my wishes were and that they didn't respect them. They made him cry, not me. Now all my extended relatives think I'm a huge bitch, even though the rest of my siblings support me. So I don't know what to make out of all of this. I just want my wishes to be respected. And I don't think him getting therapy really can wipe away abusing his family for over two decades. I, I, every time, every time that I see anything about family trying to guilt trip people into forgiving how terrible their lives were growing up the people that caused that i it makes i have the same opinion every single time he destroyed your life he destroyed your life he was so abusive that you had gotten taken away from not only him but him and your mother Mm -hmm. to the point that all you and your what was it four other siblings Yeah. yeah you and your four other siblings had to be adopted by your grandparents there's nothing that's going to make that better. He already messed up. It doesn't matter if it was a mental health issue, if it was something he couldn't control. He already committed all of the things that he did, and he has to live with that. It sucks. It does. But if you aren't ready, and you don't want to ever be ready, and you are absolved with never talking to him again, he cannot change that. And mm-hmm. nothing your family says or does should change that. Mm-hmm. If you are perfectly fine in the way that you feel in not talking to him ever again, then that is perfectly valid. And they have to respect that. It is 100% a breach of your trust that they decided, oh, well, he's so sad, and we just wanted to give him this present, and it's going to be on behalf of you, and you're not going to have any idea about it. And then for you to do the right thing and go, listen, that was a lie is not like, yeah, sure. A hundred million different ways that you could have gone about that. But I don't blame you for going about it the way that you did. You had every right to be angry. You had every right to be angry at your family and tell them because, yeah, they are the ones that made him cry. Not you. They are the ones that lied to him. Not you. You are perfect. You have been standing your ground, and they decided to try to twist the story because they yeah. want. They felt bad. Yep, and they that's feel bad. Not you. Not not the dad. He probably has. Yeah, he has that guilt there. But the family is the one that feels guilty. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason that people do things like that. 
because they can't stand it because they feel guilty because they feel some level of responsibility in it for whatever reason that they do and so that's them trying to change up the story and make you feel bad about it enough that you would do something but you didn't so then they felt they needed to do something about it and they completely broke your trust you are Mm not no you you had every right to do that does it make you an a-hole yes by definition it makes you an a-hole but your family is 10 times worse because they're the ones that lied they fabricated an entire story Mm -hmm. just to try to make him feel better and there is no world where that is ever going to be okay when it costs when it's at the cost of somebody else because you don't want to have a relationship with him and they knew they 100% had to have known that this was going to turn into a cascade effect of him going oh my god she's talking to me and they just weren't going to do anything about it clearly because it took you calling and putting you on speakerphone for everybody to tell him the truth Mm -hmm. not sitting there and going oh no you know i understand that you're excited but you know let's take it one step at a time like they didn't do any of that they were just like oh man yeah he's coming up with all these ideas on how he's going to talk to you when you get back to the from this imaginary vacation that hasn't happened because you're literally not on vacation and you still don't want to talk to him so yeah no i could not i could not even imagine being having trust broken like that Mm -hmm. so easily and so it's so in so much depth too that's yeah complete breach of your boundaries and your trust yeah and i'm I'm gonna tell you this i don't care who they are cutting people out of your life is sometimes the best thing that you can do for you like absolutely the best thing that you can do my I, I have I have two siblings who I have completely cut out of my life, right? Mm-hmm. I have a sister who literally is a lying, manipulative, narcissistic, you know, just piece of human garbage. She really is. And, and for anybody who thinks that I'm being biased in this, let, let me ask you what you would call somebody who fakes an illness, a terminal illness, which should have killed her a long time ago, but didn't because she wanted the attention from from her family and friends, who um, lies about her son to get onto a national television show and literally uses a fake illness about him to be able to win this little television show, goes on and does a podcast because, oh, I'm doing a podcast, right? And mm-hmm. and she found out and, and now she's psychic and doing psychic readings for people and talking to ghosts and lied straight out lied to put divides in family because she needed attention. And to the point where when one of our grandparents died, she went up and did an interpretive dance at their funeral. What? Yep. She's, oh, oh, get the kids up and did this thing. And grandpa, we miss you. And the arm flails and all of this crap because it had to be for her. And I am so absolutely happy that she is not in my daughter's lives. I am so happy that she is not a part of your life. Anybody's here's life. The woman is... (sighs) <sighs> out of it yeah didn't amy forbid it anyways oh yeah oh amy amy ripped into her and that just tell this is one of the things that i'll tell this one because it was this is one of the the stories that i very much appreciate about amy see amy and i we used to not fight at all like we did not we didn't i don't think for the first 
five years of our marriage, we hadn't even had a single argument, right? But we talked and we were together all the time. And we had set roles and things that we did. And, and, and in those things that we did, um, we didn't have problems. Well, my sister sits there and goes, well, that's just not normal. Arguing isn't normal. And I was like, wait, what? You know, th- this, this doesn't make sense. And Amy was like, look, just because you're insecure about your relationship doesn't mean that anybody else has to be insecure about theirs. And just because you argue all the time and fight all the time doesn't mean that we have to argue and fight all the time. So deal with it. And that was it. That was, that was, she was, they were done talking to each other and existing at that point. But right after that was when the whole incident happened where she just had to lie to get herself to be the same. Couldn't handle somebody else getting attention. So narcissistic. And it's like, and I just, I think about it more and more. And I talk to people and realize, you know, just how bad of a narcissist she was. So I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful that she's not in my life, that she's not in my daughter's lives. I have arguments with my daughters. Lily's a teenager. I'm going to argue with her more and more as a teenager, yeah. you know, like just, yeah. But she thinks she is so right <laughs> right now. She is, we, she's getting out of that phase slowly, but it is still there. And now, because I feel like what it is, is that she went through the phase with Nikki and I, because we were around all the time, but she hasn't had the phase with you yet. And mm-hmm. she was so like, well, daddy hasn't seen those things. Daddy doesn't believe that I'm like that. And then you called her out once and it's just been like, she's now has to go through that phase with you or yep. she's testing you and go, well, ugh, you're, you're not going to call me out on those things because you just want to spend time with me. And now you're calling her out and she's like, oh, that's not what you're supposed to do. Yep. <laughs> like, and she can't, she can't stand it. So she's now going through it again, but pretty much only with you because she, she's just got a butt heads. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Tabby's getting to the point where she's finally expressing her anger in ways that are, you know, outward instead of just like angrily sure. in her room, which I think is, it's, it's hard as an adult figure watching other, you know, watching kids go through it. Mm-hmm. Because I remember getting so angry when my mom would think that it was funny because I would get mad about something that was so minuscule and literally didn't matter. And she'd be like, you're not gonna go cause a rampage over this thing and then I would get in you know in turn reflect my anger now on her <laughs> and my mom would just like okay <laughs> like mm-hmm. you having fun do you feel better now kind of thing like it was she never like outwardly ask those things but it was that was how her attitude was towards me she's like I'm just I'm not gonna do this with you you know I would just get angry and I'd be upset and I'm like well this you know this is just how dare you kind of thing and she just you could go be angry in your room like, well, I don't want to go to my, well, you're going to because you don't have a choice in this mm-hmm. because you're doing all this right now. So I would get so mad. I would storm, stomp everywhere. I'd slam doors. I'd scream into my pillow, angry. And now I'm watching the girls do that. And I'm like, man, this is a little funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, cannot, I fully believe 110% that my mom would laugh her butt off behind closed doors at me because I was so dramatic. And that's part of the reason why it is so funny to me because Lily isn't as dramatic in the sense that Tabby is, Tabby gets angry and she ha- you have to know that she's angry. Lily gets angry and she doesn't want you to know that she's angry. She wants to walk away and she wants to cry and be alone and, you know, sulk in it for a little bit and then come back when she's fine. Tabby is, n- she is the exact opposite and it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It literally within the last month, she has started out of nowhere just being outwardly angry at people and like giving the whole sassy hip out hand on her hip rolling her eyes tossing her hair everywhere and we're like where is this coming from Mm -hmm. you're 
literally mad because you have to do the thing you already knew you had to do and we asked you oh hey you want to do this now or later and you said later and now you're mad at yourself because you should have just done it earlier and you know that if you did it earlier you wouldn't have to do it right now and so instead of taking it out on yourself and being mad at yourself for making a dumb decision now you're trying to make it everybody else's fault you're yelling at everybody else because everybody else is now wrong everybody every little thing that everybody else has been doing for the past month even though you do it too it's their fault now <laughs> it's just it's hilarious so no i i think it i think it's so funny because it really is it is funny mm-hmm. when people do that i can't i can't even imagine like because it they tabby is more she's more dramatic than any kid that i've ever taken care of like ever and including me and all of my siblings, which is a lot because Donovan, out of all of the four of us, was the most dramatic when it came to getting in trouble for things. Like, he would not, like, he just got into straight denial. Yeah. So. I, mm, hmm. Okay, so what's next? <laughs> this one is titled, My Boyfriend, 30 male, wants me, 25 female, to stop wearing makeup, getting my nails done, and straightening my hair. Is he trying to control me? Yep. My boyfriend recently told me he does not like it when I wear makeup, get my nails done, straighten my curly hair, and wear perfume. He said when I do so, I am a fake person, I am disrespecting him, and he constantly says Mm -hmm. I smell like a whore. Mind you, he knew before he started dating me that I like to do those things listed. And that's why he's dating you. I rarely get my nails done, and I only straighten my hair when I am getting a haircut or during fall or winter season because my hair is easier to maintain then. I wear makeup to work, but it is not heavy. I only do my eyelashes, eyebrows, and some blush. I love my perfume, and I love smelling good. I don't see an issue with that. I've told him multiple times that it is very disrespectful to tell me I smell like a whore, and his rebuttal is that it is what whores smell like. I told him I feel like he is trying to change me, control me, and disrespect me. He claims he's not. No. Well, how he, would he know what a whore smells like? Because he smells his mom. <laughs> Anybody? No, no, seriously. That's exactly what that is. Look, you know what? Um, no. You trying to change somebody who is the reason that you went after the person in the first place, right? It, it doesn't matter because men, we dress up. We don't have to dress up, right? We don't. Men can wear a shirt, any shirt. And blue jeans, and we're good, right? As long as our shirt doesn't say, like, down to pump, <laughs> you know, and stupid-ass crap like that, we look, you met me. What was what was my number one go-to outfit? Your black shirt and jeans? Yep, my V-neck black T-shirt and my blue jeans. That was, and, and my boots. And that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Black tennis shoes, didn't matter. It just, that that's it. Were you ever able to get out that easy? No. You never, you know, you, you, you sit there and it's like still to this day, it's like, you know, you hate it when I do the, all right, I'm leaving in five minutes. You're like, I need to shower. I need my clothes aren't cleaned and I need to be able to A, B, C, D, E. And it's like, and I have one of two things I do at that point. I either go or I sit and I wait and I shut up and recant my earlier statement, you know, and, and both have happened. Right. But I don't ever sit there and say, Hey, you know what? I know you like wearing those jeans because they show off your butt and that's a butt. But, you know, I don't want you to do that anymore because you look like a whore. <laughs> you, could you ever imagine me saying that? <laughs> no, I really could. <laughs> the idiocy of a statement like that. because I, it's And like, that's what I don't understand when I see these poor women that end up in relationships like this. Because I, I genuinely cannot imagine living a life where you think that the opinion of a boyfriend on Mm -hmm. how you look and act and feel and all those needs to change because 
if they their relationships are are not supposed to be for the pleasure of one person that's not how it's supposed to be unless it is already the intended purpose and then that way it is not a relationship right in regards to love and all of those things so when somebody go when you get into a relationship with somebody and it's all about one person and never the other person about what the one person wants what the one person wants to do what the and then it's you know slowly starts to creep into the other person's wants and needs then it starts to become an issue because if it goes from well i want you to dress like this because i like the way you look when you do this to you need to stop doing that because i don't like the way you look when you do that i don't like the way that this is i don't like the way that that is and those are very different requests it is mm-hmm. very different for me to tell you, hey, I like it when you wear your cowboy hat. You should wear that more often versus I don't want you leaving the house without the cowboy hat on because then right. you don't look right. Like that's those are two very different statements. And that is what I feel like is where people struggle because she's over here sitting like, you know, I think he's being controlling, but I'm not sure because he's saying he's not, you know, in his eyes. He just doesn't want me to do those things. He doesn't want me to, you know, act like a whore, I guess. But I just don't understand it because I like doing those things because the problem mm-hmm. is, is that there's a difference between him saying, I just think you're so beautiful without your makeup. I really like it. I, I know you love those perfumes, but, you know, I love the way you smell. And when you cover it up, I don't like those are romantic and very cute and beautiful things. Yeah. And those are valid statements. But for him to sit there and say, I don't like you wearing that perfume because it makes you smell like a whore. Well, how, what? I, I don't. But oh, but yeah, I, I would know because that's what a whore smells like. Like that's <laughs> those are not mm-hmm. there's no world where that's because he likes something. It's because he dislikes something and is trying to control you. So. I hope that that made somewhat of sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a hundred, hundred percent, you know, and again, it's nobody should try to change anybody from what they were when you met. It's, it's your, unless it's something that's harming them. Like if you were sitting there and you were getting dressed up and you were doing this stuff because you felt it was the only way that you could function. And he was like, Hey baby, you're beautiful. I absolutely love you. I, I love everything about you and I love being with you. And that's a different animal than, wow, you smell like a hooker. Yeah. You know, type situation. It's like, what? So, yeah, no, absolutely ridiculous. So that's, yeah, that's, that's where that is. Anyway. So we're going to end on this one. Um, (laughs) It is still relation, like family relations related, but it is a nuclear revenge. Okay. And I felt you would like this one. It is titled, Mess With My Kids, Lose Your House. Hell yes. I... Hey, wait a sec. I did this. <laughs> male 50 got two stepsons. Wait a second. Like, I'm male 50. <laughs> okay. But you don't have stepsons. No, I do not. I do not have any boys because I am lucky and sad all at the same time. Anyways. Got two stepsons who I just call my sons as I've been in their life since they were eight and ten and now they are young men. My wife and I made it to a point to have made it a point to have a great relationship with their dad, who we'll call Jason, and made sure he had a chance to be around as much as possible, even staying at our place frequently to be around his boys as he lived over an hour away and couldn't afford to live closer. Jason, however, had a crazy ex-girlfriend who had tried to claim they were married, variously saying common law or that they were married in secret or married on an Indian re- reservation, but he had a restraining order out against her because she was nuts and had tried various ways to screw up his life. 
The ex is a horrible person. She had been arrested several times for forgery and fraud. She and Jason had a fiery relationship, but he had he but he had it in his head that he should make it work as he did like her daughters and grandson. But the ex got him sent to prison for violating his probation when he left the country to go to his mom's funeral and hadn't filed an appropriate form. I'm a little unclear on this part, but she played a major role in it. After he got out several months later, she wanted him back and he wasn't having it. He made a clean break, moved to a new town, but she continued to harass him, thus leading to the restraining order. She would send texts to people pretending to be police investigating, saying he was drunk driving or taking drugs, or pretending to be family and friends to spread rumors and hurt him. She even sent texts to my kids from burner phones, pretending to be other family or friends, saying awful things about their dad. Jason had died unexpectedly of a heart attack, and it was a shock to all of us. He was finally living in peace, had great relationships with friends and his son, and was the happiest he had ever been. He didn't have much. He lived in a single wide trailer. A friend had let him stay in for free. Some boxes of tools, old comics, video games, D&D books and modules, mementos from his times in the Marines, and an old 2009 pickup, which, on several occasions, he had promised my oldest son, who we'll call Paul. Jason didn't have a will, and my wife became the... Ex- the executor of the estate because at the time of death both the sons were minors and sole heirs we packed up the things out of jason's trailer and took the truck which had jason's name on the title but had to wait for the death certificate to retitle it in paul's name but the ex called jason's sister demanding the truck saying it was hers and posting on facebook she was reporting it as stolen etc which really pissed me off After we got the death certificate, we went to the DMV and found out that she had stolen the title to the truck by forgery, saying she was the only heir and we couldn't transfer the title. My son was driving around with a packet documenting everything in case he was pulled over for driving a stolen vehicle. We had to get a lawyer and start a special process that took several months before a director at the DMV fixed it and we were able to title the truck, with the ex continuing to threaten and cause problems and made everyone miserable and cost us several thousand in legal fees. Early last year, we got through uh, probate court. The ex never showed, in spite of saying that she was the wife and sole heir. The court declared the boys as the sole heirs and my wife as executor of the estate in their names. Um, Instead of showing up, the ex sent an email to the court saying she couldn't make it because of work. She doesn't have a job, though. And that Jason was never around his kids. He didn't miss a single high school football game home or away and never missed a home track meet. And that they were just leeching off his... Uh, off his SSI for the back child support. She went on with a bunch of other non-relevant stuff just to trash my wife and sons and pretty much said it didn't matter what the judge said that she would get everything. During this time we found out that Jason's name was on the deed of the ex's house. In order to get a reduction in property taxes because of Jason's disabled veteran status she had filed papers to put him on the deed but not the mortgage. If she had just left my kids alone we would have let it go but she had pushed principal beyond the point of denial so we filed suit for half the house property is worth about $380,000. We went to court ordered mediation and she rejected a mediated settlement of a fraction of the value which we would have taken. In April, her her lawyer dropped her, and so she had a continuance on the first hearing. She then claimed that she had found a will from Jason designating her as sole heir, in addition to another signed paper that she found as a quitclaim deed from Jason for the house. I did wonder if if it was this or her not uh, paying him which caused him to to drop her. 
She was saying going to oh my goodness. She was going to go back to probate court to reopen appeal. I don't know probate and need time for that, which the judge granted. On Tuesday, finally, we went to court on the deed to the house. She no-showed. The judge had inquiries to the probate court, but she, and she never filed any papers. The trial lasted less than 10 minutes as the judge re- recorded the facts and awarded the, es- the estate half the property. They will em- impanel three mm-hmm. lawyers to determine how the property will be sold, and she's going to lose her house for the first time in her miserable life, face the consequences of her actions. <sighs> Good and sad all at the same time. Like... Yeah, that you have to go through that just to, you know, put somebody in a very obviously needed place because I can't even, like, this is, like, Mm -hmm. my dad, my dad has an ex-girlfriend, and she's insane, like, absolutely crazy. If she didn't exist, stories like this would still be, like, I still wouldn't believe them. I'd be like, nah, there's no way that this is happening. But because I have literally witnessed the amount of crazy things that she has tried to do, I, I believe it. Yeah, no, and and if, you know, I didn't have just, I, so many examples in my life, sadly. Mm. <laughs> I, I, when I, ever I hear stories like this, the scar on my knee throbs just a little bit. Yeah. So, I, uh, good, you know. No, from somebody I, who's. I, I wish you could take the whole thing. I really yeah. do. I really oh, do. Oh, yeah. It's still frustrating to this day, the amount of things that my dad's ex still does mm-hmm. get to, you know, have. But it again, the you talked about like her lying, her forging, and all these other things. Like she literally took a simple interaction and tried to blow it up and, you know, yep. file a restraining order on my dad and all this. It was literally, you know, he they they were forced to exchange custody because they had a kid together. Mm-hmm. They were forced to exchange custody in front of police departments because that was the only way that she felt safe enough and all this other stuff. Because sh- she had harassed my dad at his apartment because mm-hmm. she wanted to take a take my step my half brother um and just because she felt like it because they were going on a vacation or something like that she just wanted to have him and so she showed up and harassed him so they were only allowed to exchange custody in front of a police department and my dad had showed up to give my half brother back for the the week that she was going to have him and he you know what how they would do it is they would both get out of the cars he would hand her my half brother and then they would go and get the car seat out and he would go and put it in her car buckle it up and then he would get back into his car before she would put him in his car seat and then they would leave so what happened was he got out and gave her my half brother got the car seat out and she had brought her uh one of her daughters with her and so she was sitting in the middle and he put the car seat in and accidentally bumped her elbow and he was like oh my bad and she said oh it's okay (laughs) and they kind of exchanged a little smile for a second Mm -hmm. he buckled in the car seat and then they she put him in they left and everything was good cops for assault didn't she she called the cops for assault forced her daughter to lie and did a whole bunch of extra stuff so she forced a restraining order on him because she said Mm -hmm. that he threw the car seat through the door and hit her daughter and gave her a big welt and a bruise and all this other stuff and so they went through with the restraining order because they hadn't dealt with her before Mm -hmm. and then yeah when it got to court then she had an extra day taken from her custody of him and it's just been a buildup of that since to the point where now she only gets visitation like every other weekend so she's had it coming we they've my dad's got lucky enough to have the same judge mm-hmm. every time they've gone to court so every time they go back she's just kind of like god not this girl again like yeah. <laughs> like she knows the history of her so they my dad's gotten lucky in that aspect and Insane now my half brother is yeah, yeah my half brother's in school my dad gets him for all of that so she doesn't even get to see him 
like at all during the week because he's in school and he's doing mm. a lot better because mm-hmm. of it i've heard but she has literally forced trauma enough trauma onto him that now that he's speaking it's very obvious that he's got severe adhd and a lot of other mental problems he has to go to a trauma therapist because she has done so much to my poor half brother (laughs) so no when i i if she didn't exist stories like this i'd be like man what but no there are crazy people out there Mm -hmm. and i still am just like wow like people really do try to get away with a lot and I just don't understand it. I genuinely don't, but I also not crazy. So (laughs) yeah. And that's, and that's kind of the big thing is like when you sit there and you think about things, it's like uh, part of the reason that I like these, when we do these and we read these, right. And we go through them is because I realize how psychotic some of these people are. Oh yeah. And it's like, you know, cause we argue and we fight, Mm -hmm. man, we're not psychotic. Oh, God, no. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Like, we can yell and scream and say the most hateful things, and then five minutes we're like, we know that the other one's like, God damn it. You know, like, like that's just where where we are. But these people, huh. but all I can say is everybody in our life brings us joy. Some by coming, some by staying, and others by going. Mm-hmm. So with that, happy birthday to me. Please go to our social media and say happy birthday to me somewhere, anywhere. I don't care. (laughs) Okay. I don't care if you tweet it at me. I don't care if if you do it. Instagram, whatever. I just don't care. Just say happy birthday. I'd appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. And until we talk to you tomorrow, peace out with your peace out. Bye.